0: Hello,
1: hello. I was, uh, I had a great song. <laughs> That's the right person. Okay. Yeah, it looks right. <laughs> that would have been awkward.
2: That is, this is me. Yes. <laughs>
1: I was like, wouldn't it be weird if it was some other or random, if some other like random in individual who had a picture in front of, but looks like the Vatican.
2: <laughs> it is the Vatican. Good, good eye.
1: There you go. Katie, how are you?
2: I'm great. How are you guys?
0: Great. Great. It Doing is... well. Doing well.
2: <laughs> okay, wait. Who is who?
0: I'm Gomer, and that's okay. Luke.
2: Uh, just making sure. Okay. No, it's so fine. I, wanna... I mean, not that it necessarily matters who I'm addressing. but
1: We
0: understand. Oh, it matters. You and don't it matters. listen. We are individual people, Katie. <laughs> we have feelings. We are individual snowflakes. You know what? Hammered. You know...
2: You read Jordan Peterson's book. You're supposed to be violent and you're supposed to be anti-woman and all mm-hmm. of that. So Listen, uh, I
0: am aggressive thanks, Catholic Twitter. I am an I am an
2: alpha male.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Luke, Luke is my subservient something, I don't know.
1: I'm sorry that I enjoy myself. That's it's yeah. Yeah,
2: you're not, you're not supposed to. That's not allowed.
1: You're not well allowed man. to view yourself as a good person, <laughs> worthy of love who needs to be and that you can be responsible for yourself.
0: That's Whoa, ridiculous. Whoa, Luke. Luke! Luke is literally <laughs> revealing his heart right now.
2: I could tell. This is this is a, we're about to small group. This whole experience.
0: <laughs> Someone <laughs> needs
2: to journal. Yeah, and we're gonna hold hands and sing "We Are One Body." That's next.
1: I just want to be affirmed. Is that so wrong? And we
2: do not stand alone. <laughs> Except Luke,
0: he stands alone.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I have my whole life ever since the junior high dances.
0: standalone dot 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 in the corner of the room sipping pepsi this is a
2: triggering experience we're gonna have to move
0: topics (laughs) (laughs) so katie katie how the heck are you
2: i'm i'm really i'm really good the baby's sleeping my husband is tucked into bed so it's just just the three of us and a blue yeti microphone let's (laughs) do it
1: (laughs) Need you anything more
0: and just yes this is what you need a polar pop from circle k which is a 36 ounce uh, container styrofoam cup filled with Coke Zero.
2: Oh, there you go. Zero I did, I did. So funny, I don't know if we're recording yet or if this is even like. Oh, a- oh
1: yeah. We're recording. This is it. This, oh, is, no. it.
2: Oh, this, this is, is it. This is as good okay. as it gets. Well, hi, everybody. <laughs> uh, so, my, my mom is a CPA, and we are in the middle of tax season right now, actually, at the end of tax season. So she's working like 20-hour days, and that's not an exaggeration because my dad is out of town, so she's just been like holding herself up in her office. Well, she didn't answer her phone for like three and a half hours this evening, and my sister, who is in Canon Law School in Washington, D.C., was literally having – a meltdown, right? That's, that's a fun sentence to say. But, so my canon law student sister is having this meltdown. She's like, she's dead in a ditch or she got kidnapped by somebody coming to pick up their tax return. And you need to send Tommy, my husband, out to her office to check on her, which is like a 20-minute drive from her house. So at 8 o'clock at night, my wonderful husband got in his car and drove out to my mom's office. And she is not there. And we still have no idea where she was at the time. And then she calls me and she's like, Katie, I'm fine. I was delivering tax returns. Everything is okay. So after like this, this mini meltdown happening between my sister and I who are contemplating, how do we plan our mother's funeral? Because clearly she's dead because <laughs> like, she's not answering her phone. My request to my husband was, can you just please go to Sonic and get me a cherry vanilla Dr. Pepper so I have something to drink while I'm recording this podcast? And his spoiler alert, he did not go because he did not get that text message. So a- and I have literally a glass of ice water because my husband did not Get my text message. Man, he's a, a
0: terrible story. husband. Yeah. He's a bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's a
2: terrible story, a terrible way to begin this whole fun experience. So, welcome should, to the podcast. Stop yeah. listening now because this is what you're in for.
0: Yeah. You should pray another Divine Mercy Chaplet for a different husband. One. will yeah. get you. you Shit. Uh,
2: you read the book.
0: <laughs> I did. And I'm so, can I tell you how pissed off I am at your book?
2: Oh, I'm sorry. I am
0: so pissed. We really know how to start book. our
1: interviews here. This,
0: is the, this book is so great. Oh, and I'm so mad that I I it is the perfect it is perfect for what it is. It it is a great introduction to how to follow Jesus. And I am so ticked off I did not even come close to writing it. I mean, <laughs> that's the scripture stuff that you have where you're like, listen, don't be an idiot and just try to dive into everything. Let me <laughs> let, let Mama Bird feed you with some scripture verses. <laughs> like, here are some big things going on in the first five books. Yeah, you know, I don't know. I'm just uh, I am so lazy, and you're churning out books and saving souls and getting pixelated pictures in front of the Vatican. You
2: know, it is what it is. Um, that book was written while I was pregnant too, so that should make you feel even worse. Oh, I was you suck! Human and writing a book, <laughs> 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 but that's once, okay.
0: Once again, a woman shames and humiliates yeah. me with her pregnancy. Well,
1: uh, we recorded two-hour podcasts on Phase One of the Marvel Cinematic Universe last night, so set match.
0: Yeah.
2: That will change the world and the You're church welcome. and save souls. And I can't wait to listen Turn to it. Our <laughs> speaker fees
1: just uh, just jumped by 30% because of that.
2: <laughs> I mean, I we haven't published it at all. Invite them all.
1: <laughs> uh, oh.
0: Scott Hahn, oh. St. Paul's uh, Center on Biblical Theology. I expect your phone call shortly because <laughs> of our. That apt analysis of captain america one
2: yeah Adjunct professor gomer could you go by that <laughs> professor gomer would that be an acceptable title mm,
0: i don't yeah. think my mom would be happy but Listen, i would totally be fine i with
1: i have actually known gomer for now almost like our our like relationship can almost uh, buy like buy like cigarettes and stuff it is that old and <laughs> it would still be weird to like i can't ever call him michael it's just the weirdest thing ever
2: It's the strangest thing. I legitimately was trying to describe you to somebody. They were asking for like male speakers. It's like his name, I think is Gormley. No, that's his last name. His first name is Gomer. Gomer. And like, I was like, and they had to correct me. They're like, no, 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 this is his name. And this is where he is. And this is what he's doing. So I, I don't know if they ever called you. Um, but I apologize. Cause I don't know that I, I did you justice in like were, introducing
0: you. I had a professor at Franciscan who always called me Gomer Gormley. And he talked really fast <laughs> and he would, he was like, does anyone have any nicknames? And I was like, yeah, my nickname's Gomer. And he's like, ha, 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 that's great. Like the book of Jose, right? And I'm like, yep. And he's like, "Oh, That's really funny. Okay. And then from that day on, every time he would do roll call, it would be like, John, Stephen, Gomer Gormley, <laughs> every single and, that and, and I'm.
2: Name is Scott Hahn.
0: No, I no, actually, no that was that was Doctor Cirilla, Professor Cirilla at that time. It was his first class he ever taught, and he's so excited to teach theology, he kind of forgets to breathe, and uh, he runs out of breath mid sentence. <laughs> Doctor Hahn one time said, uh, "So you see, uh, Gomer is a whore," and uh, <clears throat> and all these people start laughing, and he's like looking around like, "Okay, anywho, Gomer the prostitute," blah blah blah, <laughs> and then. Uh, Luke's heard the story a million times. And uh, and then he looks up and he's so mad at everyone in the class. He's like, are you serious? Are you serious? You're laughing like little children because I said the word prostitute. <laughs> and then he looked right at me. And I'm a freshman that snuck into the class. Like, uh, I literally camped outside all night just to get into that class. And I'm the only <laughs> freshman. The rest are juniors and seniors. And I'm sitting there like, oh, God, he's looking right at me. <laughs> I was red-cheeked. And, and he's like, oh, oh, I forgot. And then he made fun of me for being so embarrassed. And then he canceled class. He's like, all right, I'm lost. Just, let's just end the class here.
1: It's <laughs> awesome. Uh,
2: this is what I'm here for. I want yeah. more of this.
1: Yeah. So yes. we had this joke in college about Gomer and, S- and Scott Hahn. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, just kidding. I'll never tell it. Uh, uh, it was w- wildly hilarious. But now that that's floating yep. out, yep. just let the audience's mind come up yep. with their own thing. But the funniest thing was we actually, in one of the lost five episodes that will never see the light of day, uh, me and Luke recorded five episodes and and burned them all. They, they were never published. We had this incredibly, like, we were drinking a lot at, at that time, too. And uh, <laughs> it went a we lot. We just took the joke way too far. But I actually have a saved three-minute segment that I listen to probably twice a year. Take it out of the treasure chest, dust it off. And I listened to it from the from the lost episodes, and it still makes me laugh hysterically. And
2: it's this story, this lost story of Gomer and Scott
0: Hott. I know. I know. And he'll uh, never come on our man. show. He made that very clear.
3: <laughs> he <laughs> he told will
0: not. Who, yeah, he told people who were there, you should go on his show. And he's like, no. Not because of yeah. us, but because of the show. <laughs> Wait,
1: are you serious? That's true? He said no?
0: Yeah, he said no to the the crunch guys. And what? then when, uh, when, what's his name, Pat asked them to... He's like, would you ever, like, because in the beginning, I would talk about it all the time. And he's like, no, I'm not going to go on that show.
1: (laughs) Like, was he just like, I don't do podcasts or this seems weird. I don't get it. No,
0: it's, that's an inappropriate show. I I don't want to be on that show.
2: Oh,
1: so he's actually like heard it.
0: Yeah, because they play it at the
1: St. Paul Center.
2: It's beneath his dignity. It's beneath his station. Come on. Yeah, it's
1: the boys from the crunch or the boy. And he's clearly a boy, can't even drink. So uh <laughs> they are children. I know there's yeah. a lot of jokes that I, that I that I that I that I would like to make about the crunch, but we have a lady guest. Um
2: <laughs> Lady guest. Oh, lady guest. My feminine clutch my pearls. I can't
1: I, know. <laughs> I do declare, um
2: I, I am in the South. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that, that's awesome. So how did you end up a Catholic speaker and go to the you went to the University of of Dallas, right?
2: Dallas, yeah. Yeah. Indeed. So that's
1: weird. Uh, how'd that work out for you?
2: <laughs> so I almost went to Franciscan. Um, that's fine, I was on man. the cusp of going and like fell in love with campus and just the community and and I'm you know obviously still a big fan to this day.
3: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: but then it was Thanksgiving of my senior year of high school and we're all sitting around and I made some comment to my mom and I was just like. Oh, you know, I think next this time next year, you know, I'll be flying in from from Steubenville, Ohio, and and she just kind of looked at me. And she was like, "I'm not paying for a flight from Steubenville.
3: Like,
2: well, <laughs> you're not gonna you're not gonna fly me home for." She's like, "No, you'll come home at the end of the semester, and and then you'll go back, and then you'll come home in May." And I was I was mortified at the thought that I wouldn't get to come home for holidays. So. I reevaluated my whole life's plan and ended up finding and, and falling in love with the University of Dallas, um, which I was very grateful to go to. Um, it's a very different school than Franciscan, but but it was exactly where I think the Lord wanted me to be. Um, and I loved it there. I loved the community, I loved the the teachers, the faculty, the um, the experience in general. Um, but yeah, I mean that's that's kind of like I got my theology degree and then speaking just kind of happened organically after that. There there's no like magic recipe like I didn't like fill out mm-hmm. this application form or make a website and be like, "Hey, you should hire me." Like it just kind of I started talking at confirmation retreats and if you can make it there, you can make it anywhere. Yeah, that's true. Like it's the most hostile crowd in the world. Yep. You took my weekend for a God I don't even think exists. Correct, Uh,
0: correct. All right, give me 48 hours. (laughs) Yeah, give me 48 hours and a gallon of Monster and I'll show you otherwise, boy. You'll be Jesus. (laughs) Uh,
2: And so, I mean, it was organic after that and now it's like 40 weekends a year um, and it pays the bills. So yay, Jesus.
0: Hey, can we talk about that real quick? Can we talk about, so you originally write a book. So when I first encountered you, it was Room 24. Mm-hmm. Ave Maria Press has been sending me free books. Don't ever stop, Ave Maria Press. They've been sending <laughs> me free books. And I get them, and I get so excited. I got three books. The first time I ever got a book, I got three books in the mail from Ave Maria and uh, Press. And it, one of them was your book, uh, Room 24. What's the subtitle? Uh, Adventures of
2: New Evangelist.
0: There it is. There it is. I don't know why I tried to say your title when obviously you're here. Uh, <laughs> but then you were let go from the school. That was yeah, Room
2: Twenty
1: Four. Uh, Ooh,
0: really?
2: Uh, we're gonna dredge up that, aren't we? We're almost at the one-year anniversary of that. Hey, um,
1: I used to work at. I used to work at a bunch of um, Catholic schools, so I would love to sip some tea and dish some dirt.
2: There we go, <laughs> all right. Bless their heart, and you all know what that means.
0: Um, <laughs> In the south, it means I'm going to mercilessly slaughter their reputation.
1: I'm from the true. north, so, and I don't understand. But go on.
2: Bless their heart. So, okay, um, I'll tell the short version only because. I mean, there's, there's, we could literally do like three podcast episodes on the chaos that was my experience at the school. I taught there for five years, loved it. It was my alma mater. Literally wrote a book about the place, and like that's not an exaggeration. I literally wrote a book about my experience teaching at the school. And we had a principal who, um, uh, let's just put it nicely, went crazy.
3: Oh um, no.
2: And and like I, my husband and I were were doing our jobs. He also worked there. He was the campus minister, and I was the freshman theology mm-hmm. teacher. And we were asked, short short version again, we were asked to write down our experiences with this particular principal and some concerns that we had all had. And so we did. And we put it in our document, like, we're kind of concerned for our jobs. Like, it's not every day that, like... <laughs> You have to write criticisms of your boss who yeah. holds the sole higher power in the building. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that somehow got back to him. And so literally in May of 2017, I was six and a half months pregnant. We had just bought a house around the corner from the school. Um, I was flying to Detroit to then get in a car and cross the border to go into Canada to speak at a women's conference. That Friday afternoon on the plane, my, I, I had Wi-Fi. My husband texts me and he says, I just lost my job. They didn't renew my contract. Um, so
1: this was just, in May, this
2: was in May of last year. Yeah. That so, May is, 2017.
1: so just to like, so just for everyone who doesn't know anything about Catholic schools, that is not when you should do that. I'll just add that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It was like, it was a nail in the coffin. It's like, well, had we known that he wasn't going to get his job back or that I wasn't going to be renewed, mm-hmm. then like we would have been able to search for jobs in other school systems or like possibly move or like yep. not buy the house that we just yep. like bought. And, um, so – and again, I was literally out of the country when he lost his job on that Friday afternoon. That Monday, we show up at the school. He is told that he's not allowed to come on campus because he posted about losing his job on Facebook so that he could start looking for another job, and the principal <sighs> banned him from campus. And then oh, my within, gosh. Yeah, and then within six hours, I, too, was told I would not be getting a contract, and I, too, was banned from campus. And so the six-and-a-half-month pregnant lady packed her bags and walked out the front door of the school, past the entire pickup line of parents, crying as I'm, like, walking back to my new house. And I'm like, I can't afford to live there anymore because I just lost my job and I'm about to have a baby. And we're, you know, we're a Catholic school and we're pro-life and Mm -hmm. yay, Jesus. Um, But all of that aside, um, the community rallied behind us, fought for us. We were treated— Fairly well um, by the diocese after the fact, and in, mm-hmm. in this. My husband was then hired by a parish as a youth minister and as a science teacher at another school. Oh, good. Uh, and I was offered a part-time position at my diocese, which I decided. You know what? I'm going to stay home. I'm going to travel. I'm going to write. I'm going to be a mom. Um, and then that principal. Here's here's the best part of the whole story. That principal lost his job. Yeah. <laughs> like a- and I hate to say it in such terms, but like legitimately the school needed to heal and and what he did to us and what he had plans to do to other faculty was mm-hmm. just absolutely absurd and insane. And like now a year later, I can say God writes straight with a crooked line. But this is catching foxes, so I can say this. But damn, did it suck at the time? Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, totally, like totally. It, it was the worst thing ever. And I legitimately mm-hmm. was concerned for my health and my well-being and like the well-being of our child and and, and yeah. now I can look back and be like, yeah, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for having me kicked out on my ass. Like that's exactly what needed to happen to get our lives. Yeah. Is crazy
3: it's crazy when stuff stuck. like that happens.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Man. Yeah. I, um, yeah. Oh, there's like so many things that I want to ask, but, uh, but it's probably best that I don't cause <laughs> like, cause I, I just, I know that I understand it's kind of funny cause my heart goes out to the principal in, in a weird way because you oh, don't yeah. do that job because like you're a power hungry jerk. You can become that, but like there are plenty of other better paying jobs for power hungry jerks. Correct. You know, and it's like something something happened, like you know, whether it was oh, parents yeah. or the board or things at home or some like when I I mean I've told this story before on the podcast, but when things were when I I was the principal for 2 years at a at a small school in in Idaho and i knew things were really bad when i came home from a really tough day and drank a bottle and a half of wine and it was like all right i'm good now what should i do today
3: mm-hmm. <laughs> you know <laughs> like,
1: and all right
0: i'm good now what should i do today oh yes lay down
1: <laughs> i'm going to watch friends and start <laughs> crying for time. no reason <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's my normal Tuesday. It's not yours.
1: <laughs> uh, Usually I do that on a Thursday. Weird. Um, uh,
0: yeah. That's what I save for catching foxes.
1: I know. I'm like, <laughs> scrubs is my crying day on Tuesdays. No, but it just... Um, yeah, man. Those jobs... Like, every year at a Catholic school is hell. And
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. It really and, is. And, and it's actually, crazy. And, and, like, I don't... I have actually... And I can say this now a year later again. I have no ill will towards him. In fact... Tommy and I have him. We have a little prayer board in our bedroom, a little whiteboard that's like up to where we can see it from mm-hmm. our bed, and his name is on there. Mm. Uh, and, has- and,
0: and and right above it, it says "People to Kill." <laughs> it
2: does, and then our weapons are in the closet because, again, we're in Louisiana and we can do that. Uh, um, that's a good point. That's a good point. But but like I I we noticed a significant change in his behavior. Something was going on in his life, um, and and we were the. We were the victims of mm-hmm. overreaction, um, but, like, praise the Lord for it. Uh, had it not happened, like, I don't think I would have written the second book as quickly as I did because I, like, needed to get that check. Yeah. And I, um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that, like – like, so, Rose, my daughter is now seven months old, and – Every single morning I get to wake up and stay in my pajamas until I put her down for her first nap. Like if I was back in the classroom or like at a, at a traditional mm-hmm. job, I wouldn't have the luxury of just being able to enjoy her the way I do. So, yeah. you know, like here's our spiritual lesson. Again, like God allows bad things to happen so that greater things can come forth. Um but like, it also it sucks in the middle of it, and like, okay, like let it suck for a little while, like let it be painful, and let yourself feel that pain because that's that's very healing too.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. There's this weird thing of, um, I think sometimes we want to avoid the pain because we know that good, like, I mean, it sounds weird, but we're like God, God has a plan, so I'm just gonna be fine. And there's a, mm-hmm. and I think there does come a point where it's like, no, 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 uh, you need to cry. <laughs> like, you yeah, need, you need. To, and not it, it doesn't really like have to be like you crying but like the worst slash best day i ever had like i uh, actually had my secretary just say like you need to get out of here just go to the church and i went and i prayed and i just started to like i got i got really like i I just started to cry honestly if i'm being Mm -hmm. blunt and i was and as i do because i'm luke and i was just like why am i even here like why do i live like what why do you have me here this is ridiculous and i was i probably added a few colorful like words in there and I, Sometimes and then God said, it. "Yeah." And
0: then God said, "Because you didn't listen to your old pal Gomer, it moved <laughs> the,
1: you said, you said. That's actually true. That was that was uh, that was one of the options, and uh, I just and I just all of a sudden, like not like audibly, but just kind of just felt that God just kind of said, "Because you need to be where I am, and I'm right here, right now." And I was yeah. like, "Fair enough." And I was just like, "Totally fine." And I went back, and I was like, "All right, let's do this. Crucify me again." And they did. And they did. It was great. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then you looked up at the cross and Jesus with his arms stretched out was holding up a boom box playing your song. And you realized this is it. This is the moment. It's my like, Jesus
1: moment. You <laughs> think like this is bad. Just wait till you have to break up with your girlfriend. And then a week later, they're going to put an ad in three of the local town newspapers saying SOS, save our school underneath.
2: Oh, my God. Wait, that happened?
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. why? What, what, what's the SOS?
0: Save our school? Uh, so
1: mean? there was, long story short, um, me and the board decided we had to let go of the person who started the uh, school for a uh-huh. whole lot of reasons. And it had been a long time coming, you know, things that had started since I was in high school or in college. And ultimately the board said, like, what do you think we, sh- we should do? And I was like, you know, we can do better. Like, I think we can find something else that doesn't have to be like this. And so we decided to say, hey, we're not going to renew your contract and all hell broke loose and her dad who had been teaching in town i mean he was my he's my grandmother's age so at the time he was in his mid to late 70s and just he's known for causing like ruckus and so he wanted to have an all like an all-town meeting and he put a big ad in the uh two town in the two town newspapers and then one in the newspaper from the town about 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 like an hour away that said, SOS, Save Our School, Summit Academy, that is. Please come to an all-town-like meeting on blah, 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 blah. Oh, my blah.
3: gosh.
1: Yeah, yeah. And so, um, <laughs> yeah, this, this is crazy. Yeah, and I'm 20. This is the
0: best story ever. <laughs> I'm
1: 28 years old, so keep this in mind. I'm 28. Um, and uh, so, what ends up happening is.
0: In- when you saw that, when you saw that ad or found out about that ad. How much wine and how much friends <laughs> did
1: you consume? You know, by that point in time, things had gotten so bad, like so so bad that I was just kind of like, well, yeah, of course, like this this feels like the appropriate next next step. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, yeah, this actually, makes sense. I
0: expected this. Yeah, so waiting to get sued now.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, and that was actually one of the things that one person said they were going to try to like sue me and the board. So that was fun. Um, yeah, so what ended up happening was instead of going to the meeting a whole bu- a, bunch of, a whole bunch of parents decided they wanted to go to adoration at the church they asked the priest if they could do that the priest said yeah sure so i went to adoration there and i like walked in there was really overwhelming like probably 80% of the parents were there and a lot of the right. students all just like praying in adoration and i just went in the front and prayed kind of like you know it's kind of like my all right this is like i just when i really felt truly a part of the school um a community just knowing that like i need to be praying and i need to be praying right in front so i did and it was really it was really beautiful and mm-hmm. so um it was definitely tough you know like because i really admired these people and i still do it just uh uh at some point in time i i would like to do a podcast on the whole thing i don't know if it's appropriate but it's just it was such a crazy experience that um i that i i just don't i don't i don't know it's so weird to even, like even talk about now because it's been gosh six five years ago now no this was mm-hmm. happened this was 2012 so but yeah so,
2: I mean, it changes you. Like, it you does. totally. Yep. It's it's a complete, like, sh- like I, for the rest of my life, I will always think like pre getting fired and post getting exactly.
1: fired. Exactly.
2: Yeah. Because like it is such a significant, and I think that, that that would apply to anybody in like any position, whether something like really small, like ah, oh, you got let go from Walmart. Not that not that working at Walmart something small, but like say like that's like a part time job while you're in college versus like. Teaching was my career. Like you were a principal. Like, like that's a significant job that mm-hmm. I really saw myself in for the rest of my life. Like I would have taught there until I was sixty-five had they let me. Mm-hmm. But then all of a sudden the rug got pulled out from under me, and like so I think it it, it shifts something in your brain, and like you're almost like toughened against. Yeah. I don't know. Like I've come a little hardened against some stuff in the church and some stuff in the world as a result of going through that. No. I don't know if that's true totally true.
1: Yeah. I, I think with me I developed this sense of um you do things because that's when I for the first time in my actual like life, I did the hardest thing I could possibly do because it was the right thing to do. Mm, mm-hmm. And like 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 truly chose the right thing over all other things and deemed it like I did all the calculations in my head of like what could happen. And it was just like, okay, this is going to be really bad. And I remember kind of telling the board, this is going to be bad. This is going to be real. And I think they kind of undersold how bad it, could, it was going to get at first. And, mm. and then, that's right term undersold. I just do like, they realized that I was pretty sure that I knew it was going to be horrible. And yeah. And there's just, there's, I, I I didn't really quite understand why in the return of the King, why did, why did, frodo have to go west why do you have to go to the gray havens at mm-hmm. the end of that book until i went through that and then it, that made sense because
3: mm-hmm. yeah. you know,
0: please explain please explain all <laughs> that cryptic statement man <laughs> well, i mean I go understood. west young frodo go west
3: <laughs> because
1: it had destroyed me to a point to where i was no longer whole where i was mm. that i and I, I i just i knew that i needed to get out of there that I was always supposed to be there for... T- I knew that I was I was doing what no other person could do, which was to be the faith and take the brunt of this choice. Mm-hmm. And so that meant... And I knew that because of that, I... Um, I mean, they, like, were... Yeah, I mean, they sent this letter to the board and to a bunch of the benefactors and different stakeholders that I was a drunk who went out of bars and, like, partied a lot, um, which was somewhat true, but... <laughs>
2: I mean, wine and friends, we but all like, what was really happening. <laughs> the hard
1: part was I was there with like this woman's daughter and her husband. Like they were like my friends.
2: Yeah.
1: And I was just yeah. trying to meet people. So I, and I'm, I'm an extrovert. I, I, I was not going out getting hammered, but I was going out. I was meeting people. I don't, I have no idea how else to meet people besides that, especially in a town like that. And you just kind of realize like, oh, um, to be in this job, to do this well, I'm going to have to sacrifice a lot, including like my, like, if I would ever become like a principal, it'd be the end of the podcast because I couldn't do both.
2: Right? No, absolutely, you D- couldn't.
1: There's just you no. Couldn't. Yeah, like it's not fair to my school for me to be like devoted to this, and it will be used against me.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know,
1: like and, and it just and when that happens, you have to take that hit and go, okay, I can't stay here, but I can do what I've got to do. Like if you look at Alberto, mm-hmm. he was able to do what 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 like he needed to do, but the pain and what it did to him was so intense. That he had to move on to the Gray yeah. Havens because he was never going to be whole.
2: Yeah. It oh, makes a lot of sense. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Hey, buddy.
0: Hey, man. How's it going?
1: Good, good. How are things?
0: Oh, man. Luke, Luke, I'm feeling so down. Why? I'm feeling so down, buddy. I need uh, to be transfigured. Will you help me be transfigured? I will
1: always help you be transfigured. <laughs>
0: Oh, ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't picked up on our subtlety, we're talking about the wonderful conference for young adults called B, well, it's called Transfigured, and the website is btransfigured.com slash CF, btransfigured.com slash CF. Luke. Yes. So we've established that you can't go to
1: this I conference. I can't.
0: Yeah. But so on June uh, June fifteenth, sixteenth, seventeenth. looking at the schedule, which talk would you want to go to the most?
1: I would go to the one on a liturgical traditions, East and West. I don't know a lot about the Eastern church. I know a bit. I think that'd be really, really cool. How about you?
0: Uh, Friday night, Word of God and Liturgy. I think nice. so many Catholics do not understand the power and presence of Scripture mm-hmm. as it weaves its way through liturgy. So I'm a big fan of of stuff like that. I know in our parish we have uh, the biblical walk through the Mass with Dr. Edward Tree, And it's really awesome to see people kind of come alive with that. So uh, here's a fun story. So we just hired, and he accepted the position in our liturgy department at our parish, the peeping Thomist himself, Brian Jones. Oh, from- how about that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, good friend of ours. He was on the show. I think it was episode 35, 36, interview with a peeping Thomas and he just accepted a job. And the first thing they asked him to do was to go to this uh, transfigured conference because he is in fact a young adult. So we got yet another young adult on staff and he's heading out to this conference. Um, it was nice. the first thing that they said. So I'm super excited. And they went to be slash CF so we get credit for it, uh, and our sponsor gets to know that you came from us. So that's, once again, transfigured.com slash CF. A lot of great events. There's even one talk called Drinking with the Saints. You can't go wrong with that.
1: You're going to get like money's worth and a, like, a whole lot more just for young adults. Check this out.
2: com slash CF.
3: Come on, come on. Come on, come on, come on.
2: Did y'all just see? Sorry, not to jump from that incredibly passionate Uh. moment. But y'all just see that Amazon's like investing a billion dollars in a Lord of the Rings television series? It's a
1: billion dollars?
2: A billion with a B. I saw it on Twitter this morning. Had a little freak out moment of excitement and then like tried to contain myself because it's like is it real? It's on the internet. It might not be real. But like multiple (laughs) places confirmed it. So a billion uh,
0: dollars just remember the same people that made the Lord of the Rings trilogy made the Hobbit trilogy. Yeah, no, but they rushed through, through that. We
2: don't need to talk about that. No. The
0: Hobbit is the prequels. It's it, the Star yes. Wars prequel. Terrible.
2: It, it, yes, yeah, yes, it is. The, it, yes, it is the Jar Jar Binks of Tolkien's universe. See, I don't know, so you know don't...
0: if it's that bad. I mean, yes, it is. Remember <laughs> I, the, the barrel scene where the dwarves are in the barrels and the orcs are shooting arrows at him and it goes on and on. Beep, beep, and beep. the one fat guy is bouncing and taking out orc after orc. And then finally the barrel break.
2: Oh, my. It is the epitome of unnecessary. Like, The Hobbit is one of my favorite books. I remember reading it in seventh grade, like, staying up late, hiding under the covers with a flashlight because I was forbidden from staying up past 830, like, sneaking the book into my room so I could read it. And then it got destroyed. And I every time I see it, like, on TNT, it's like, nope, nope, we're just going to act like that's not there. Like, whatever, whatever number in the trilogy of The Hobbit. Like, The Hobbit was one single book. It didn't need a trilogy. Why the hell is there a trilogy? Yeah i agree well hopefully it'll be
1: redeemed i know that in the blu-ray so in the lord of the rings you have the extended editions mm-hmm. which in my opinion is like the real one and they do a great right. job of telling like the backstory of like how they made this film and all this other stuff and i know they did it for the hobbit as well and peter jackson was really blunt like here's why this movie's like not as good as it could have been and he just like goes through, like you just like see it all I, I haven't watched any but i but i heard it, it's fascinating
2: yeah, I, I, maybe, maybe it would be redeemed if I saw that. But I'm so hard... The against-
0: Hobbit <laughs> is what happens when a movie studio tries to make a movie as opposed to the studio mm-hmm. funding a movie. It yes. is entirely true. devoid of artistic vision, even though it's the same people.
2: Right, that's very true. That's a good analysis of it. it. It felt like The Hobbit was trying to be a movie that had a book rather than a book that was adapted into a movie.
3: Mm
2: -hmm. it was like it was like in reverse yeah like fantastic beasts and where to find them for example like i loved the first one i want nothing to do with the other ones because at this point we've like gone away from original source material so i have no idea what it's going to be and i'm not that interested like i'll just stick to the reverse that i i was i was raised in and that i've read about and the hobbit kind of felt like that it's like oh let's throw this in there let's veer off in this direction and see what we can do
1: gotta get that franchise money
2: did you you ever read
0: yeah. Did you ever read um, the Silmarillion or any of other J.R.R. Tolkien stuff?
2: I did not. So like, I went on a Tolkien kick in the first part of high school. So Hobbit, when I was in seventh grade, you know, the, the trilogy in the early parts of high school. And then I got obsessed with John Steinbeck and kind of like put away fantasy fiction for a little while, if you can call Tolkien fantasy. Um, so, no, I never did. Unfortunately, I should probably add that to my list.
1: So good. You so so remember when get, you like nerded you out over all all of that stuff on um, Gomer, and I remember you explaining it to me in our, our bedroom in school, and me just being like, "No, nah, it's cool." <laughs> all right, well, see you. <laughs> I'm gonna go drink. That's
0: when I first the first book review when Life Teen started doing book and movie reviews. It was the first book review that they published, and it really? was my book review on the Silmarillion. And I was like, "This is fascinating. It's like a cr- <laughs> it's a chronicle <laughs> of the Elven kind." <laughs> 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 Illuvator. Il- 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 oh, oh, okay. So they're like the angels, and you got the th- And Luke is just like, Oh my god. Can no, we I mean, just watch can we just watch Anchor Man?
1: No, yeah, it was cool, but I was twenty two and there were a lot of other things I wanted to do at the time.
0: <laughs> it was cool, but there are these <laughs> things called women and I needed a party.
1: Yeah. Go to a <laughs> bar and drink a whole like a whole bunch of beer and it not be considered like sad, actually quite the opposite, or hear you talk about this. <laughs> hmm. And that's where <laughs>
0: good point good point mm. all right with withdrawn ladies and gentlemen like that stricken from the record
1: i i guess here's my hope here's my fear about the amazon stuff is uh, okay so we're big game of thrones fans here and if you aren't mm-hmm. you're just wrong um no i am no. As
2: when i have a countdown until uh, the next season god bless Don't you
1: worry. yeah take that all you freaks um anyways uh
2: <laughs> a no, lady likes game of thrones
1: <laughs> no, no i uh it's very yeah i i I just wish everyone could just be like, "Hey, we're all not going like we're all not going to agree all the time, and that's fine. Um, it's actually very okay." Um, what
2: would that be like in the church? Huh?
1: I know. <laughs> seriously, instead of being like, "Crucify him," he supports the show, uh, which,
0: which is what happened to me. Yeah, seriously, <laughs>
2: yeah, he got destroyed.
1: You really did. I felt so bad for you.
0: Hey, can I tell you how I how I, I grew thick skin, and then Luke, I'll let you go back to your mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. This or how I how I got through how I weathered the storm of hyper criticism against me for mm-hmm. calling Game of Thrones not actually porn with more mm-hmm. plot, but just a good show with pornographic content, um, which is what it is. The I just stopped interneting for like a week.
2: Yeah, you just get, you have to turn the phone off.
0: It just ended it all, and then I called Matt Frad and said, Matt, you need to throw me under the bus and have someone on the show. Who contradicts everything I said. And he's like, okay. And so that's what he did.
3: There
1: you oh, go. Matt Fret's a and good man.
0: He's a good man for throwing me under the. No, he did not do that. But...
1: <laughs> no. I did not. But that's what I
0: said. I was like, please do not let your wonderful podcast die or people like begrudge you. You know, it's like, just do the tit for tat and I'll be mm-hmm. the tit.
1: <laughs> yeah. I was trying to not laugh when you said that. I was really trying to not laugh. I'm laughing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my fear with. The Lord of the Rings is, I really don't want it to become. I don't want them to do Game of Thrones, but in the Lord of the Rings universe. I want them yeah. to do an expanded. Yeah. Like, you're not going to have nudity in the Lord of the Rings. It's just not, right. it just doesn't fit that world. It's not what Tolkien would have done. It's not, right. it's, it doesn't fit the, like, it's just kind of like with, you can't have a game of, you can't have like a Disney version of Game of Thrones. It's not Game of Thrones. It's got to be killing. Yeah, right. There's got to be horrible things that, yeah, yeah horrible things have to happen to, to people that you care about and love and, and cherish mm. oh, sorry yeah,
2: you have to you have to believe that the red wedding is not going to happen but then it does
1: exactly yeah
2: and you yeah. hate it but you love it all at the same time
1: mm-hmm. yeah
2: yeah, yeah I, so okay question then i've, I've turned into the interviewer west world
1: oh mark? heck yes love okay. me some west except if for episode five
0: past, if you can get past the massive amount of dongs that there are <laughs> in that show. Yeah. That it is, it is awesome. True. A lot of people complain that it moved too slow. I didn't think that at all. It's Every fascinating. Every single scene I w- or episode, I was like glued to my seat. Yeah. Every single
1: one.
2: I needed it to move that slow so I could comprehend what the hell was going on. Like, and then when I, the final scene happened yeah, and what? you find out all the things, I'm like, oh, yeah, God, so it's yeah. Literal gasping, yeah. Um, so we actually just restarted watching it in anticipation of season two coming out in a couple of weeks. And, oh, that's and right. I, I, I told my husband, I said we can only do like one episode a night, like every three nights, because I I need to unpack and process. Yeah. And yeah. discuss what's because we didn't do that last time. Like we just like we gorged it every single time it came on. I was like, give me more, give me more. But but so we're gonna just take it slow. We're gonna try to actually understand what's going on, appreciate the beauty. Mm-hmm. Um, and then contemplate
3: you know meaning
1: of life itself yeah i think one of the and i i don't really like that people want this with all forms of media now there has to have like a theory it's got to be com- complex it has to have like a mystery mm-hmm. box element to it but when it's done well like it is in westworld that kind of stuff's a blast i love going yeah. on to like the west going on the Reddit, talk and talking you know talking about like westworld and seeing it like everyone's like thoughts and stuff and
2: yeah, it's fun. It's I, I'm not trying to, like, figure out what's coming next. Like, I want to unpack what happened. I hate mm-hmm. shows, I hate mm-hmm. when, like, people are like, oh, I think, like, okay, so we're this, we'll flip the switch completely. My husband and I watched This Is Us as well. And, mm-hmm. like, the thing that kept driving me crazy was how everybody was like, oh, I wonder how, I wonder how Jack dies. Like, or you could just watch the show and enjoy what happened? Instead of mm-hmm. trying to predict, like we know he dies in some way in the fire. Like, can we, can we just appreciate the plot as it's unfolding rather yeah. than everybody trying to guess everything? Um But you know, we are an Easter people, and Hallelujah is our song. We know how that <laughs> Welcome back to the Catholic world.
1: Yeah, sir. yeah, Okay. Speaking of that, can we just talk for a little bit about? Uh, I don't want to turn this into too much of a of a of um, a bitch session, but uh,
2: uh,
1: the rat Trad Trolls were in full effect the other day, and I was so mad. I was so mad at that guy. I I don't know why. I mean, I locked him. Wait, what happened? So I'm not on Catholic Twitter, so what happened?
2: Wait, you're not? Oh, man, you're missing out. No, 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 no. You've got communists. I have intentionally
0: (laughs) moonwalked out of that situation. (laughs) People don't realize this beautiful truth that your life is better without constant noise
2: yeah oh no i agree oh. i just i actually just downloaded this is ironic to say i downloaded cardinal sarah's uh the power of mm. silence is that what it's called i just on bought my that Kindle. book um so it's it's on my easter reading list um so yeah so like the pre synod happened we wrote a document it's a document trying to capture young people around the world some of those young people love mass and some of those young people don't oh, and hey, this document has to talk about all of them yeah sorry, really quick.
1: so i think like a lot of uh, like a, so like i'm thinking of like of my aunt d who who's a big fan of the podcast who we, uh who we have to mention on every episode she probably has no <laughs> idea what you're talking about when you say okay. the pre-senate can you just do the a brief explanation
2: yeah. mm-hmm. yes so pope francis called a synod which is a gathering of bishops in october of this year on youth faith and vocational discernment But he wanted young people to actually come to the table ahead of time to help prepare the bishops to talk about this topic. Imagine that. I know, right? Like, wow, (laughs) how cool would this be? Like, we're going to talk about young people? So Mm -hmm. let's talk to young people. So that's what this was. It was a gathering of 300 young people from around the world to talk ahead of time and try to answer these 15 questions about the state of young people globally. And we wrote a document, and it's essentially a letter to the bishops. And so in that document, we talk about a lot of things. We talk about people that question the church. We talk about perceptions of Jesus. We talk about the the rise of social media taking over our lives and how we're looking for identity and and the questions that we have about the faith. It's it's a wide-ranging document. But yet, apparently, we did not talk about the Latin Mass enough, and so therefore, (laughs) it's all crap. And, like, (laughs) this document is not about— liturgy. The document is not about theology. The document's about the state of young people. And so there's a line in there that talks about how some young people, I believe the line says, love the fire of charismatic worship. And some young people are drawn to silence and chant and traditional liturgies. That's a true statement. Some young people like praise and worship. Some young people like Latin. That statement captures everybody. And yet that statement was not enough. Mm -hmm. And so Catholic Twitter went crazy. Um, basically saying that the document was a bunch of bunk. First things wrote an article that took things out of context, to which I replied on America Magazine, and it was like, "No, you're wrong, and here's why." And and like when I tell you, like I got messages in my Twitter calling me a bad Catholic and saying that like I was destroying the church by being a representative of the liberal USCCB, and then this guy just went crazy, like blasting me on Twitter the other day. So I I didn't want to block him, but I did. And uh, Luke came to my defense with some great Simpsons gifts, and that was wonderful. Mm-hmm.
3: Um, sure did. But yeah,
2: like I don't understand, like you got to – this is the nice way to say it. You got to be in your bonnet. Like just get over yourself. Like the document – if you have Latin Mass and you love the Latin Mass, Great. Then you're fine. The bishops don't need to write a document for you. They're trying to get people back into the church that don't love that. Mm-hmm. And yet for whatever reason you feel like you weren't represented, like the Synod is not gathering to fix your problems because you clearly don't think you have any. Like, like the Synod is gathering to help bring the disaffiliated back into the church and to help those that that don't feel a connection to Christ or don't understand what the church teaches to help them understand that and to help them meet Jesus. Mm-hmm. So what like the is, what, what the, the hell so is mad. happening?
0: What the hell is happening to the church?
2: Like, uh, I feel
0: I am I have extraordinarily strong opinions about things. Like, <laughs> I I love the Latin Mass. I went to the Latin Mass for years. I gave away a TV when I was in high school to my brother, so just so he would give me a ride to North Tulsa, so I could go to a Priestly Fraternity of Saint Peter Latin Mass. I was wow. a fanatic for it, and I am a charismatic. <laughs> like, I love the Holy yeah, Spirit. He can I be love. Both. You can be all the things, okay? As long as you're still. Yeah. Yeah. So I get an email one day ago. As I'm sure you're aware, there is much controversy surrounding this newly created Catholic document, especially with the removal of mentions of the extraordinary form of the Mass, something that was mentioned quite repeatedly in the pre-Synod Facebook group. However, inclusion of a certain form of the Mass was not the only omission, as there was nothing conclusive concerning abortion, mental health issues, the relationship between men and women, etc. Many young people feel that the Vatican officials who helped summarize the comments on the Facebook page purposely ignored what we said, and as such, this document does not accurately reflect blah blah Blah, our group was formed to write a document to present mm-hmm. to the bishops. Blah blah blah. With mm-hmm. this in hand, the bishops will be able to make decisions. I was to the using living out the faith. Here's our Facebook page where you could f- find their mission statement and all this stuff. So I click this guy. He has a YouTube page, and I'm not going to mm-hmm. say the address. I'm interested in this individual. I don't know who this person is, but they sound like I should know their name. But I went to their YouTube page. Yeah, number one, it's embarrassing. It's this guy's YouTube page. But number two, there's like there's like uh, no more than like 150 views on these videos, which means no one's he's, listening to him except right. for the people that already are him. Right. It's a cul-de-sac.
2: Yeah, he's just rounding his head. Oh, yeah.
1: good, good terminology.
2: Yeah,
0: and no one freaking understands that that's what we're doing. We are shouting mm-hmm. at all those people. And then we're like, why don't they want to come over and hang out with us? It's like, because you're the shouting guy. It's you're because you're growing hair. a beard
1: and your hair can't grow in all the way. Stop.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're the guy that is so negative all the time. Like, that's my yeah. criticism of Jordan Peterson is I feel like all the guy, like yes. all these conservative oh. people, they're just angry all the time.
2: Yeah. We're an Easter people, and Hallelujah is our song. Not, <laughs> Latin, and Gregorian chant. Or
0: you're Stop going it, to... Stop it, Katie. Stop it. We are a Good Friday, people, and <laughs> meh is
1: our song. Yes, right? That's well, what it feels like sometimes. Well,
0: Angry
2: Catholics.
1: It's <laughs> like, it's like, it's pride, right? And what happens when you yes. have pride, which we all have as we build, is we just build idols. Because we feel insecure, <laughs> we don't feel safe, we don't really feel loved, blah, 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 blah. And I've been that I've made an idol out of Steubenville count like countless times because I think it's a great school and I love it. And it really means a lot to me. But there is the temptation to make an idol out of it that like, you know, mm-hmm. Ooh, you didn't really go there and you teach and you like to take like theology at this high school. What are you doing? You know, or like something where it's just like, yeah, uh, well, like clearly like you went there. So you have you have good like formation or, you know, it's it's easy to build that into and to like and like idol it's really easy for me to build to, to make an idol out of how we do our podcast when other people don't do that or do things that i think are dumb to think that like they're wrong and like it's idols these are fault these that's a golden calf because you, cause yeah,
3: you absolutely
1: because you think yeah. like liturgy is going to save you as opposed to well okay be really careful here that the form of <laughs> liturgy that you prefer that the like you think that the organ's going to save you, not Christ. That chance's gonna right. save you, not Christ. So I shouldn't use right. say the liturgy, but you guys know what I'm getting at, right?
2: Yes. Okay. So when I went when I I went to U D, which which skews more let's say to the right of of the Catholic spectrum, if there is one, and I was very good friends with a number of people that preferred going to the extraordinary form of the mass, and I would go with them from time to time when I would have have the time to catch a ride or like I felt like yeah I, you know I'll go this weekend. Um, and there was so we had one we had an EF form of the mass on campus one time, which was really difficult because the chapel on campus is kind of wacky, um, but they made it work. And so we have this Latin mass and in the middle of communion, more people than they expected to show up, showed up. And in the middle of communion, the priest has to go to the tabernacle to get more hosts because he was running out of what he'd consecrated at Mass. And, I mean, I've heard of this happening multiple times, but, like, people sat down when they realized they were getting hosts from the tabernacle that were, like, left over from other Masses that were not oh, being down mass. No. Like, can you believe that? Like, I'm sorry. Jesus is Jesus is Jesus. And, I, like, just because those particular hosts were consecrated at or, you know, not, not facing away from you and in English doesn't make... That that less Jesus. Um, I'm saying that in a very poor theological term, and all my UD professors are going to redact my, <laughs> my degree. But, like, do you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, that's absurd. Like, that is utterly oh, that and, is That so is crazy. The same way that somebody's saying, like, well, only guitars and drums can lead a young person to Jesus. Like, that's the yeah. wrong attitude as well.
0: I have known countless youth ministry programs that have tanked because that's all they did. And the kids are, like, more, more clappy, more jumpy clappy, mm-hmm. like, Come on, give us something with depth, and they're like, "No, this is what this is what the young people love," and it's like, "Thank you, baby boomer, for telling me what the young people
2: love." Right, right, right. Ugh. Well, that's the, that's the thing that really ticks me off about like all of this backlash from the document. It was like. No, this was specifically what young people from around the world came to talk about, and this is what we said. And here's the document, and it's just informing the bishops. And, like, so many people wanted it to be an encyclical, or so many people wanted it to be this this official theological treatise, and that's mm-hmm. not what it is. It's a letter. Let it be a letter. It, it, if it doesn't capture you, I guarantee the bishops are going to talk about a lot more than just this little 11-page document that we wrote. Like, the church will survive. Do we trust the Holy Spirit or not? Like, last time I checked, he was in charge.
0: Yeah. Uh, actually the, <laughs> the Vatican II uh, state of ecclesiasticism uh, well you see uh Pope Pius V uh yeah. well the uh come on people. Yeah. There you are Pharisees. Yeah. There is room at the table. Or better yet you right. are
1: Protestants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, they would hate that.
0: You deny church authority because of your liturgical preference. Yeah. Right. What yeah, like- out?
1: yeah and i think too like one thing that like really kind of like unbothers me as well is and then i promise we, could, we i'll stop just <laughs> i i feel like our i feel like our that our on podcast is where like all the catholic world goes to rant and just like i'll oh, get it it's like just get it all out let's just have a detox let's just do it um like you were away from your family for like a week
2: yeah
1: to do I, was, this at,
2: well, I was yes i at, was gone for, for my daughter for 13 straight days with like a 12 hour break in between, in between.
1: Yeah. Wow. Like at the service of the church on a document that has no, and I, I don't mean this in a bad way, but has no like moral like authority. It's just like a letter right. that you, you know, just a little a like, letter. Hey, here's a cool yeah. thing that, that, that we did. And some fat guy who going to just, sorry, some very not nice guy <laughs> with a weird, do- <laughs> some not nice person is going to just sit at his computer and be like, blah, blah, blah. You're like a liberal USCCP. And I'm just like, sit down. Stop it.
2: When he said the USCCB is clearly a front for like the liberal agenda. I was like, have you ever been into the building? Have you met any Bishop in the United States of America? Like, I feel like they're just, they don't fit your vision of perfect Catholicism. And last time I checked, you're not an apostle and they are. So sit down.
1: Well, how cool is it too, that you went to the university of of like Dallas and you wrote an article to rebuke a like first things article in the American magazine?
0: This is how yeah. crazy like, it's kind these of times awesome. are. Right. So, how correct. crazy the I times so are. Liberal. Yeah. It's like I'm gonna. I'm a conservative who went to a notoriously conservative Catholic uh, institution, writing
2: in America magazine. Correct. I had to go to the most liberal magazine to respond to the most conservative people. Yeah. Look <laughs> like what who you made is, me do. <laughs> who who
0: who are not actively obedient to yeah. the successor of Peter?
2: Like correct.
0: what? The hell! It is this point where it's 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 a globe, right? It's a circle. You have gone so far to the right that you're now on the left. You're now <laughs> like,
2: the There we go. That's how
0: are we here? Do we not see the pathological nature of this whole thing? <laughs> well, like, gosh, wish- I wish I were drinking. Instead, I'm getting <laughs> caffeine right now. What am I? Thinking?
2: Where? I mean, but where's it coming from? Right. Like, why is there this this extreme? Or like, because the- Pope the- Francis. Well, because of Pope Francis. But, like- but
1: why? Well, because here's, here's my, this is my take on all of this. It is very hard to live the faith right now because is, the world is actually. constantly pushing against you. And I think it's in um, Intro to Christianity, we're like Ratzinger talks, but our, our like faith is, like, it's like the cross is like a plank of wood that we are trying to cling to in this like vast, crazy ocean. Yeah. And you mm-hmm. just feel like you're about to, like, I'm going to suffocate because you're constantly being told that you're like a bigot or you're bad or you're wrong or you're blah, 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 or they're like, it's no God. And the things that you love and I'm cherish are just been like mocked constantly. And that's really mm-hmm. hard. Absolutely.
2: It is. And, and, Absolutely. I, and I
1: think it's I think it's a reaction to that. It's just I'm trying to clean. I'm trying to hold on to this with like with like everything that I can. And it's very easy to replace that piece of wood, which should be Christ and the cross with church militant with steubenville with father james martin with all these polarizing things that we that tend to like give us inspiration hope and like mm-hmm. whatever and kind of really not, not we don't i don't think it's an um, thing, but it's just we're so anxious about it at times that it can be so hard that we'll just cling to anything well
2: what you said was perfect like we, we replace clinging to Christ with something else because I think for so many of us, myself included, Jesus is a concept and an idea rather than a person that we can have a relationship mm-hmm. with. Totally. And like, like that, every time I've had a conversation with a young person or a conversation with a friend about faith and about living the faith, it always boils down to, do you know him or do you not? And if you, if you do know him, then like everything changes, including the way you treat other people and the way you think about, liturgy and 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 the way that you're Mm -hmm. acting on twitter like everything changes because of a relationship with him and not just this grasping of a concept
1: and i've been that guy like i've screamed things about and i the bad things that i really did did like not like and i wish i would have put it a a different way but i still felt kind of like like i like i had a beef with some things that were just driving me absolutely like bonkers and mm-hmm. the fact that like I was able to touch base with the majority of the people that I was upset with afterwards was really good. And I think mm-hmm. healing for all of us to a certain extent, besides it's like, I'm um, one guy who I have to see in like three weeks. I'm not really unhappy about, it, but whatever um, <laughs> it'll, it'll be fine. Um, or in a month, whatever it, it just, this uh, element of like hey, saying, Hey, I went um, too far or Hey, I, did, I should not have said it like that. Or Hey, I sh-, you know, like I it's okay to like lash out and say, whoops, that was too far. I'm sorry. You know, like, just say you messed right. up. Don't, like, I think yeah. we also want to like, own it as well.
2: Right. Well, I mean, and this guy that was, like, trolling me the other day, like, I sent him a message. And I told him, either stop or I'm going to block you. And, like, I don't want to, but, but you're, like, you're wasting your time and mine. And he never replied. And I didn't expect him to. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, I wanted to be the courteous individual, be like, this is why I'm blocking you. I'm not trying to be a jerk, I, although you're being a jerk to me. Like, I'm just... Like, I feel like we need to treat each other like people. And sometimes that's not happening in our church. Yeah. Like, because we cling to these idols. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Where do you, like, um, where do you guys, like, where's the line between turning the other cheek and having to flip over
2: the tables? (laughs) Wash the feet, flip over the table. Yeah. Uh, For for me, it's when it starts to get, um, it starts to get needlessly, like, personal and mean. So, like, for, for me the other day on Twitter, like, somebody was like, well, I, I completely disagree with everything you're saying, but your daughter's cute. And it's like, no, no, no. Yeah, that
1: was messed up. That really bothered Do not appeal to,
2: to my motherly sensibilities. Like, yeah, she is damn cute. You're right about that. We can agree about that. But you don't get to comment on the cuteness of my daughter if you're being a jackass to me on Twitter. So I'm going to block you. Like, that's the line for me. Don't get personal.
0: Yeah. For me, it's when it involves the salvation of other souls. Right? Like, what I mean by that is you can come and attack me and I'll block you. I don't give a crap, but like, I, I really, there's there's a nowhere in the gospel about social media. Um, <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm stretching this a little bit too far, but I really do feel like we have, we give too much on social media. We give too much of our time and attention. We've talked about that ad nauseum, but mm-hmm. we give too much of our heart and our mind and our, uh, and and we put way too, we let ourselves get in these incredible debates with people who don't give a crap about us, who have already just, because of the way the internet works, they don't treat you like human persons. Right. And so what ends up, ha- like, this isn't arguing with your crazy uncle at Thanksgiving dinner, right?
2: This, <laughs> and you because, have to love him.
0: Yeah, well, you also have a relationship with him. And a rolled mm-hmm. eye might be a signal enough for him to shut up or, you know, like, there's some negotiation that happens within mm-hmm. that. And, and we all have people that love, like in my family, we're all arguers. We really are. Mm-hmm. But the there is an element where I feel like we we feel like, well, I don't know, like I have to defend the truth. You know, someone's wrong on the Internet. And everyone is just like we put ourselves out there. And there's so many crazy people out there that they're just looking like people are trolls and they don't think they're trolls.
2: Right. And they live under these dark, slimy bridges and and attempt to drag you down into the muck. And I mean, I tweeted this the other day. It's like, I'm not going to go there. I choose to walk in the light. And like, that's where I'm going to be. So if you have all these things to say, and I literally just pulled my phone up and somebody tweeted at me, it's time to depose Pope Francis.
3: Oh, God. And, and
2: like literally Catholics worldwide have had enough of this black blasphemous pope. It's like, what is happening? Like, why did you tag me in this? Yeah. Yeah. So that's where um, we are right now. You our know church, what? we should pray for it. We should pray for everybody. <laughs> seriously,
1: yeah. Uh, well, your book's great, though.
2: Well, thanks. You <laughs> should meet Jesus by reading Follow Your Lifelong Adventure with Jesus and Send My Daughter to College. <laughs> I mean,
1: this is the perfect
0: conference book. This is why I'm so pissed. Because I've always <laughs> wanted to write a conference book. Like, yeah, no, this, is it. The, this,
2: this is, is it. it. And it came out at the perfect time. I've got three Steubenville conferences this summer. Look at I'm that. at Notre Dame Vision. Like, this is. I, I think we're doing a conference together. I think what, are are are. what are your I'm, conferences? What uh, are you I'm in Halifax, South, and St. Paul
1: no we're not no, no yeah i'm i'm at uh shut up cincinnatian
2: <laughs> where are you Gover? cct
0: are you uh no i'm lone star uh, uh toronto okay. and um spokane Ooh, toronto spokane. is a
2: great one i love yeah. toronto
0: yeah um, and i love halifax because Halif- I, I,
2: that was my first one ever was halifax
0: uh, me too
2: yeah, I think that's where they start everybody. If you can make it in Canada, you can make it anywhere.
0: Yeah, my, I did uh, the first Toronto, the kickoff for Toronto.
2: Oh yeah,
0: and that's when they had the the um, the talk on homosexuality. I feel like I've said this story so many times lately, but <laughs> and they literally when we got to Toronto, they're like, "You're not giving that talk," and we're like, "Okay, why?" They're like because it's illegal here, and you're like, "Oh, <laughs> <Great>. oh, <laughs>
2: <laughs> thanks, um, yeah, good looking yeah.
1: prime." prime uh, prime minister guy appreciate it
2: justin trudeau very handsome very handsome very good
1: looking break me off
0: a piece of that you know what i'm saying hey
1: um we're um uh we're at the hour mark but i just wanted to say uh the talk you gave at encounter houston was so good when you said bullshit i was like
2: thank you i I did say that right
1: yeah it was awesome
2: i did okay that was when i wasn't sleeping because i had four week old nope um
1: you and Bob yeah. Rice. I was like, go guys, go. It like just kinda like let yes. everyone go, Oh, that's right, we're not in high school.
2: We're young adults and it we can nice. like be honest with one another. Yeah. That was the that was the conference where the artist formerly known as Righteous B played like the the of Wawa <laughs> song, <know>. wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty great. That was a great moment. <laughs> can never do that at a high school conference, but it was pretty great at that.
1: It was it was that was pure Bob right there.
2: It was. It was. Bob, that's his name. Not the yeah. artist. Really. I call him that affectionately in my head because, as a child, like Righteous Beat was like, he was the it guy when I was in middle oh. school.
0: Oh, awesome. In, in
1: middle school. I love that. that Holy happy. shit, we are so old.
2: We. Well, hey, wait. I'm almost thirty. So like, I'm gonna. I'm gonna cling to like I'm aging, slowly. Yeah. Um,
1: not really. So I'm on the first Righteous <laughs> B album. You still have the
0: number two
3: in front. You're fine. <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm I'm in the background of the of the very first Righteous B album. Going this OG, just over and over again. I'm going to go this OG, <laughs> just repeatedly. Oh, good Lord. Yep.
0: Good he
2: came to my hometown and um, did, like, it, it was called Proud to be Catholic with a number two. Of course the it was. E. Of course Proud it was. Proud to be Catholic. <laughs> he was, the, like, the headliner. And I was in the front row with my glow sticks and my little, like, Sony Katana phone. Like, Righteous <laughs> be, you're so great. I was obsessed. Six yeah. and, years And, like, he's out. a really cool guy. Like, yeah. He's just a oh, really yeah. cool, you know, salt of the earth guy.
0: What you are describing in your infatuation with the Righteous bee was my infatuation with with Father Stan Fortuna,
3: yes,
1: yes,
0: and his, uh, what was his? You
1: got to be saved. You got, you got to, to be, ra- yeah,
0: yeah, and uh, no more dragging you down to the zipper zone.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> then I did a conference with him, and uh, there, there is this thing that I have that most Catholics have, which is this incredibly, uh, a profound respect for priests that borders on like awe. You know, until you get to know them as persons, you have, I have this standoffishness towards all priests. And then when I was doing conference with Father San Fortuna, I was like, wow, this guy is like my hero from, from when I was in high school. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: And then I started hanging out with him and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to treat him like a human being and not like a a demigod or something. (laughs) And, uh, and so one time we got into this huge political debate and I'm like, you are certifiably insane. (laughs) never Say this to people around me, like I was, I lost my mind, and I was like, Michael Gormley, he's still a priest. Let's back it up. Remember when you grew that beard out when you were 19 because you wanted to be a CFR? Let's moonwalk out of this conversation. You like the... did Catholic Twitter, <laughs>
3: yeah. that's really what I'm going to be oh, known so for.
0: It's not I... the Irish goodbye, it's the Gomer goodbye, it's
2: the Gomer goodbye, the moonwalk out.
0: <laughs> the... The Irish curse and the Gomer goodbye. That's it. That's what you we're know, all
2: about. in the about. South, it's the opposite of the Irish goodbye. We call it the Cajun crawl, where it takes an hour to leave somebody's house, and you say goodbye like a thousand times, <sighs> and then start another conversation. I
1: yeah. want to live... That's that's how my family is. I want to live in the South so badly, mostly because... Well, the, it's
0: very easy for you, two.
2: Yes, <laughs> You can Houston. literally
0: move into my house. <laughs>
2: I would take him up on that offer. Now he's got four kids. Like that's a big deal for him to just open a bedroom. I for you, know.
1: Listen, I, I, I kind of have like a bed there anyway. So, um,
0: yeah, it's called move over Shannon. Luke is coming. <laughs> exactly. into bed. It's like,
1: um, <laughs> Shannon, excuse me. I don't know if you remember, but being Gomer, you used to sleep in the same bed in college. So <clears throat> Shannon you.
0: just sadly gets up and grabs her little pillow and goes, I'll go under the couch. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and
1: can you take this? Like, p- like Paul, like paw puppy blanket as well. I don't want to use that again. Thank you. Pop. Paw-
0: Paw puppy. I had not remember. It was some blanket. Patrol. Yeah, Paw Patrol. Patrol. Yeah,
1: whatever.
2: I know about that. Katie,
0: awesome. I got one more question for you. Are you yeah. a fan of the Marvel Cinematic Universe?
2: Um so I
1: uh-oh. oh this is uh-oh. going so
2: well. No, no, no. I I'm gonna preface this by saying I used to really not like superhero stuff only because I felt like I wasn't allowed to as a woman. Mm. And this is I'm not like turning this into a feminist thing, but like every no time I would talk about like superheroes or like I'd bring up like, yeah, I love this movie. Like I i I've kind of felt like I would get looked at like, you're a girl. You're not allowed to have an opinion about this. But I then watched Thor Ragnarok recently on mm. an airplane mm-hmm. and like literally was a little kid in a candy shop. I watched it twice. That's how much I loved it. I watched it back to back twice on this so cross country flight to California. And I was like, you know what? It is BS that I am not allowed to like this stuff or that I've told myself I'm not allowed to like this stuff. And so I tweeted, I did not expect to enjoy this as much as I did and was like supported overwhelmingly in my newfound love of all things superhero. So, yes, I Um, I watched on my flights to Rome, I watched the Justice League movie and I watched Wonder Woman. I know that's like a different universe, but I did like invest myself into superhero stuff on that flight as well um i infinity war is about to come out isn't it
1: it sure is
2: like like they bumped it up a week i think Mm, i read that somewhere they
1: sure did april yeah (laughs) 27th
2: i'm excited for you two to get to involve yourselves in that i really am
1: oh uh if you wanted hey if we wanted to like help her like maybe like get in for it if there was like a podcast that she could hear to help prepare (laughs) herself for that what could you listen to any ideas on that gomer well shit, Luke. I think that's a great idea.
0: <laughs> Catching foxes ruins the movies. I, so com.
2: I Yeah, I was just looking at y'all's um y'all's episodes list. It's actually in my I have it saved on my phone to listen we to. We
0: are we are we are starting an entirely separate podcast where we review so we've done individual reviews of certain of the movies, but now we are reviewing all of phase one, all of phase two, and all of phase three in the four weeks before the damn
1: movie. <laughs> like, it's the most catching foxes thing ever to go, man, we should. this comes out in three weeks. We should probably really do this thing we, we should so do we, it. we've been talking about it for 10 months.
0: Yeah, let me just put this in a little context. You know what I'm doing at four o'clock in the morning tomorrow? Driving to a men's prison for the next three days. <laughs> and then I'm coming home just in time to go to bed and wake up extra early because I have rite of reception bringing more people into the Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. I, ha- I am so freaking busy. And I'm not yet even going is... to be at work next week because I'm going to be out of town at a thing. But this whole, and yet, I was, when Luke said, I think it should be a standalone podcast and we need to create the URL for it. I was like, we need to do this now. <laughs> we <laughs> need to do this now. So He's I made conquered. all my kids watch, uh, oh, what do we watch? <laughs> Iron Man 3 tonight.
2: <laughs> oh, that's, that's awesome. a good one.
0: That's it is, but I got like it, a four-year-old and a six-year-old and a seven-year-old. They're like crying the whole time. And I'm like, guys, it's just, it's just computer graphics. It's
1: fine. Man.
2: Game of Thrones season one is tomorrow night.
0: <laughs> Buckle up, Noah. Hey, you see that guy? His name's Ned Stark. Give your heart to him. Give your heart to him.
3: This is how you become a man. <laughs> kill
1: the pre- boy. Kill the boy. Prepare to see some weird stuff, kids. Some weird, weird stuff.
0: <laughs> and and like, now a 20-minute scene in a brothel. <laughs>
2: I think Game of Thrones juxtaposes how we are supposed to live life and how we're not supposed to live life. And for that, it is a gift. And I think exactly. superhero movies do the same thing. Exactly. So there we go.
1: Exactly. Listen, if we can have, if we can have like a book in the Bible where you, where you like, um, have like Noah doing some weird, weird stuff with his daughters, uh, Game of and, Thrones is fine.
0: It's fine. Oh, man. You totally butchered. The yeah, biblical well, story whatever i don't care yeah but you know his weird second stuff happens son looked upon his father's nakedness luke. luke which is literally i think episode 4 of season 5 of game of thrones <laughs> <laughs> now let us all look upon our father's nakedness uh, can i get out of here is there a, is there a freaky deaky sex Free room that I can go in this Game of Thrones. I universe. was told this was oh, not was a cult. Dragons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, can I belong to House Nerdy, where all we do is talk about books? <laughs> you mean a maester? No, those guys are freaks. Uh, the house okay. of catching Foxes. Uh, the house that catching Foxes built. Yeah, there's a lot of like. Okay.
1: There's a lot of like. There's a lot of like. Oh, we had great ideas in that room. A lot of great
0: ideas. <laughs> a lot of great ideas never became anything because all we do is talk. So, uh, Katie, where can people find you?
2: Um, they can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Katie Prejean. Um, and then all my stuff, my books are for sale on my website, katieprejean.com.
1: Everyone buy, buy her books. They're especially the new one. I, I, uh, I have enjoyed it.
0: Thank you. Yeah. It's awesome. I like, uh, room 24, especially for those who are active in catechetical ministry. It's good stuff.
2: Thanks. Thanks. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You're welcome Thanks for, out.
2: For, for the For the chat. Yeah. This was fun. Oh, I yeah. hope it was valuable in some way.
0: Oh yeah, Great. real quick. Better than Project YM? Answer is yes. Luke, where can people find you? <laughs>
1: at the Luke the uh and we also have um we have a Facebook oh, we have a Twitter account as well at C Fox's Podcast. Give us a review and mm. aim rating on iTunes. If you think this isn't awful, please give us a if you give us ten bucks or like more a month, you get a free podcast a free extra podcast every week at patreon.com slash CF, patreon.com slash CF.
0: For those who do not donate $10 or more and you have not heard the latest bonus episode, it consists of me and Luke struggling for 13, 14 minutes to try to do two... 60-second ads, and I actually <laughs> clipped just the beginning part where Luke uses some incredibly <laughs> absurd and gross language just to make just to rile me up, and uh it was funny. But I had to, I had and to cut we had it. A, like, we, would...
1: we had it where it went so well. I did this great like segue to Gomer, and then it just stopped, and I went, "Did you see that? That was a good segue." <laughs> and and
0: he it. like compliments himself in the middle of the ad for how good he started the ad. So. Cookie things like that. You're missing out on people if you're not a ten dollar more donor. Anywho, I wanted to remind you all. CatchingFoxes.fm is the website. It's we because we live in podcast world. If you got an app that you listen to us, maybe you never see the website. But uh, on the website, we also have an updated thing about the gear that we use. If you want to start your own podcast, we have uh, with something I should have thought of for Katie here. We have how to be interviewed by us.
1: And, I sent it to her. Uh, <laughs>
0: He oh, said it to me. I read it. Oh good! So you you actually had your is this the show moment that I write about in the article? Yes. No, I really legitimately
2: did. That happened. That is,
0: man, that makes me happy mm-hmm. and kind of sad that I guess I didn't write clearly enough to to <laughs> to prevent that from happening. But there you go.
1: Um, some, you lose some. Yeah, yeah.
0: So thank you all for listening, Alrighty. Luke. Adios,
1: man. Have a good night, buddy. Thank you again. Uh, thank you, Katie. Katie, this thank is you. awesome. Have a good night. Y'all too. Bye. See you on the Twitters.